I think what was really interesting was really here, indeed, the commissioner talked about a dedicated potential program on, on access to space. I think this was an interesting development and an interesting statement uh, there, which, which is probably significant. Hello Space Watchers, I'm Emma, the Editor-in-Chief of Spacewatch Global, and this is a new episode of Space Cafe Radio, your radio channel dedicated to emerging trends and live conferences in the space sector. Hello Space Watchers, we're here at the 16th European Space Conference in Brussels, and my guest is Luigi Scatea, Partners Global Space Practice Lead at the uh, PwC Advisory France. Luigi, it's a pleasure to be here with you. How are you doing? <laughs> it's a pleasure for me too. Thanks a lot, Lynn. I'm doing very well. So this morning, the opening uh, um, keynote speech is always with the European Commission when it comes to the European Space Conference. So Thierry Breton addressed the audience with uh, an interesting speech. And my my first question for you is, what do you make uh, out of, of this? What's your opinion? What's your analysis of what Breton said this morning? I thought it was a very powerful speech, the one that Commissioner Breton delivered. He remarked uh, basically the main challenges that Europe is facing in the global geopolitical scene, right? And the importance for Europe to have, uh, let's say, a strong space policy and a strong focus indeed on non-dependency and autonomy in key strategic domains, the importance for Europe to maintain and protect its space assets. And he also remarked the importance for Europe to have independent access to space. So I thought it was, let's say, indeed a speech which is in line with the, the typical uh, say narrative that Breton has always put forward for Europe, which is a narrative of a strong Europe in space, independent and, let's say, self-sustaining in the, in the space sector. And I think for the first time this year, there was a first mention of, let's say, of a complete structured potential EU program in access to space. And I thought this is what basically was quite significant and relevant today because it sent a strong message on the fact that the EU wants to act in that particular domain. So you thought that was a strong message because it was the first time that was finally mentioned? I think it was. there was in the past mentioned the importance of access to space. There was a reference to different actions that the European Union was doing this, uh, was carrying out in this domain. But I think this time uh, I might be mistaken, but I think it is the first time that there's a mention of a real potential new EU program dedicated to access to space, yeah. yeah. I might be wrong, but I think this is the first time that it gets mentioned, yeah. So help me out, because I'm not a um, fine political connoisseur, so when it comes to political speeches, I always get a bit um, unimpressed, let's put it that way. What are, in your opinion, the main differences with his message last year? What happened in these 12 months? I think... Um, the overall tone of the message is more or less in line with what uh, was mentioned last year, right? I think last year the focus was really more on, on the actions on secure connectivity and on, let's say, uh, the, the push for an EU space law, right? So there was a focus on those two uh, regulations that had just been, let's say, pushed. While this year, indeed, as I said, there was this additional focus on, let's say, the broader non-dependence in space, protection of space assets, and access to space. So it's enlarging the scope of action for the EU into the space sector to cover basically 
almost the entirety of uh, broader space value chain. And he addressed the launchers issue seems a bit more directly. Yes, yes. I think there was a direct, as I said, even in the past, there was a mention to the difficulties that, that Europe was experiencing in, in access to space and so on. I think this year there was a stronger accent into it. Yeah. Yes. Don't you, I, I, sorry, I don't want to give you, I, I want to give you my impression and please tell me if I'm wrong. Uh, my feeling from a journalistic point of view is that it felt a lot like the same words that he said last year. And I felt a bit of, um, I would have loved to hear what the European Commission is going to do for all these issues. Did you feel that he maybe said something and I just missed I it? Mean, I think there was a mention of several of the actions that the European Commission is putting forward to address a number of these key strategic issues. He mentioned, let's say, the, the potential for a new program on access to space, a structured program on access to space. So I think in the end, the, the, let's say, the mention of what DC and the EU can do for this are uh, more or less there, right? This is what the Commission does, pushes for uh, the policy. policy actions, policy initiatives, and so on. So this is more or less coherent with the let's say, the nature of the institution and what, what it can put forward. And what do you think he was the final message of the European Commission to, to ESA? Or if we want to be a more direct message of Breton to Ashbaha? I mean, this is, of course, a delicate uh, question, right? But I think there was, let's say, uh, there was a clear message on the fact that there are still some things that need to be addressed in terms of, uh, let's say, European independence in space. I'm not so sure, I don't want to say that this was directly aimed at ESA, right? But still, I think it was clear that there was a certain note of caution, right, on the fact that particularly on access to space, there was still something to be done, right? Now, I guess it's basically up to ESA to see if this is uh, directed to them or not. And what do they want to make of it? Because, of course, ESA and a few of the member states involved, they took some corrective actions at the last Sevilla meeting, which brought some substantial changes to the way launcher policy is conducted at European level. So you might argue that ESA has taken some action, right? So now... It's probably not for me to say if what Commissioner Breton said was aimed at ESA or not, but clearly it's clear to say on the launcher domain, I think the, let's say the, 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 the match is still open if you want and, and not really uh, yet with a clear result or a clear resolution. Because it's interesting, in his own keynote speech, Josef Ashbaka, in a sort of way, gave an indirect answer because he said that ESA is not only about lunch, space is not only about lunch. So in a sort of way, he tried to maybe to make a point that they are working also on other sides. I don't know. Yeah. And which is, which is a fair point because in the end, we, we tend to associate launchers have a big, let's say, impact on mind share and everything because every time we think about space, we think about rockets, right? And getting to space, of course. I mean, if you cannot get to space... You cannot do anything, right? So it's a key strategic capability. But it is true that space is so much more. There's a lot in, in satellite services. There's a lot in science. There's a lot in exploration, human space flight, presence in orbit, in space economy, and so on. And ESA is acting on, on a lot of these fronts. And it's true that there is, a, there's a lot of European successes in these fronts, right? There's, let's say, cutting edge exploration and science missions. 
there is a lot of successes in in, in terms of in navigation and so on. So it is true that we tend always to look at the weak link in the chain and not to look at the big picture. So I guess he has a point there. At the same time, it's also true that there is, let's say, indeed a, a substantial shortcoming in a key a part of the, the space value chain that needs to be addressed by you. Know, so I can see both sides of the the con. Absolutely. I think uh, he also expressed a bit of frustration during the, the press conference when he mentioned the fact that we were, as he spoke to us journalists, he said, you guys always pointed out the, 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 the failure last year, but now I would like to highlight the success. This is true. There is always a tendency to look at the dark side. what's not working, right? Absolutely. And never what, what is working. I guess it's in the human nature. We tend to always complain about what not okay and never look at what we have uh, that works good. So I think he has a point. I, mean, I think we shouldn't, we shouldn't be too critical, overly critical with the European space sector because indeed there's a lot that still gets done in, in a successful fashion. And there's, a, there's basically also when comparing Europe with the US, for example, there are indeed obvious differences in the boundary conditions in which Europe operates as opposed to the US. So in a way, what Europe manages to achieve is still quite impressive when you compare it with the US. So I think he has a point, and I think I can see a little bit of his frustration uh, when people always tend to point and what's not working. I, I think one of the problems is because the new space economy is so tied to launching and going to space and having a reusable rocket, that's, of course, that's is perceived as a weak link. In a I mean, it's... It's a matter of image and perception, right? In the end, if you cannot go to space, if you have to go to, I don't know, to resort to an extra European launcher to carry out your mission, this is seen as a sign of weakness and as a sign of a fallacy somehow in the overall sovereignty of Europe, right? So I guess that's normal. But in the end, it's also true that there was on the launcher side a perfect storm of events that led to the, to the crisis. Huh? So. It's not easy to point fingers and say, it's, yeah. Those who work there, there was one that actually knows what it takes. So we're outsider in that sense. Indeed. Last question. What was the most interesting highlight you saw this morning from the first day? I think what was really interesting was really here. Indeed, the commissioner talked about a dedicated potential program on, on access to space. I think this was an interesting development and an interesting statement there. Which, which is probably significant. Yeah. Fantastic, Regent. It was a pleasure as usual, and I wish you a fantastic continue of your journey and amazing two days at the European Space Conference Thank in Brussels. Thank you so much, Emma. It was a pleasure for me. Thank you. If you want to keep the pulse of the space industry, please visit our website at www.spacewatch.global. Subscribe to our newsletters, and of course, don't forget to become a space watcher. I'm Emma Gatti, Editor-in-Chief of Spacewatch Global, your independent perspective on space. See you next time. Ciao.